Need an easy way to check if your flight is delayed? When you add trips to App in the Air, it will show you the times you need to check in, boarding time, takeoff, and landing times. It will also let you know if your flight is delayed and you should enjoy another round of snacks and drinks in the airport lounge. It also integrates with the popular app TripIt, so you don't need to re-import all of your flights one by one into a new app. Check out App in the Air for free by using the link in the show notes and get 20% off of your next flight when you book directly through the app by using the code GeoBreeze at checkout. Thank you to App in the Air for partnering with this episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, a show for anyone wanting to level up their travel hacking lifestyle. I'm your host, Julia Menez. I'm a travel hacker, coach, speaker, Filipina-American ENTJ who loves solid travel gear and using shortcuts on spreadsheets. On this show, I'm on a mission to bring you travel hackers from all walks of life to help you level up your travel hacking game. We dive into credit cards, miles, points, strategy, mindset, and the secrets behind how to travel the world for next to no cost. So let's get hacking. I always like to give people like a synopsis of deals that are done because then you know what to look for the next time around, right? So a lot of this stuff is like based on the tech of the programs, like the back end, And a lot of it is knowing what to look for. So for me, what I do is like, I do what I call like a deep dive into loyalty programs. And like that for me includes going through every single link that they have on their site, checking like old links, things that don't seem to make sense anymore, and then like trying them out. So I spend a lot of money. Um, I spend a lot of money and time doing experiments, I call them, which I totally write off, by the way. Um, and, you know, you can totally write off your hobby income. So if you ever just like write a blog post or two, you should do that. Hey there, points people. You just heard a clip from Bethany Walsh from Bougie Miles. Bethany is one of the OG women in the points and miles world, teaching us how to be bougie on a budget and maximize luxury travel for fewer points, dollars, and credit cards. Her blog and YouTube channel, Bougie Miles, is devoted to helping you travel the world in the most luxurious way possible while keeping spend to a minimum. In this episode, Bethany and I discuss some of the most luxurious trips she's ever taken and her unique approach to finding loopholes in different award programs, which lets her maximize rewards past the limits of what most people can imagine possible. Bethany and I also discuss her love for casino hotels, which is one of the areas where it's easy to get a lot of luxury without much money or effort. One of my favorite casino program tricks is status matching, especially between Hyatt and MGM. If you have Hyatt, Explorist, or Globalist status, you can match to MGM Gold status, which means you don't have to pay any resort fees when you book directly through MGM's website. Best of all, when you link your Hyatt and MGM accounts, your MGM stays count as Hyatt Elite Nights. If you are looking to get a jump on your Hyatt Elite Nights, the World of Hyatt Personal Card comes with five automatic Elite Nights, a free night certificate, and many additional perks. Remember, if you're interested in opening a new card, never ever apply through Google. Always use a friend or creator's referral or affiliate links. If you would like to support this show when you get your next card, please visit www.geobreeztravel.com slash cards, and there's a link to the World of Hyatt card for you in the show notes. And now, on with the show. Hey, Bethany. Welcome to the Geobreeze Travel Podcast. Hi, Julia. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you and to learn how to be bougie with points and miles. And I feel like you're one of the OG female voices in this space. So I'm very excited to get your point of view on how to travel in points and miles. Before we get into all of that, how did you get into points and miles? What's kind of your background and how you got into the hobby? So I have some interesting, pretty much everything I say is interesting. So everybody listen. (laughs) 
<laughs> so first I went to law school. Like I was like dead set on being a lawyer. Went to law school, graduated, passed the bar. And then within weeks, my best friend died. And I was like, you know what? I need to like live my life and not so like not worry so much about just traveling. I mean, <laughs> sorry, not worry so much about like just being successful. I want to like do something fun because who knows how long life lasts. So I turned that into two things. I started traveling, following my favorite bands around the world. And then I was like, well, okay, I can't fly economy. So I need to figure out how to do this luxuriously while spending my player choose money and not working. (laughs) And then somehow, by the grace of God, I got a job working for uh, Miles to Memories. And that's sort of how the whole career bloomed. So you weren't a practicing lawyer. You went straight from the bar to traveling Mm -hmm. around the world following bands. Yeah. Well, so yes, I did work like I was higher up at a real estate firm in New York. I became managing director and then I left. So I found out I passed the bar and like three weeks later I left. So it's kind of, you know, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow the bare naked ladies around the world because they were on tour. And I love them. Now for everybody who was born probably after 1990, screw you. They're a big band. They had like the number one hit in 1995. And then Alanis Morissette was my other one. And she was only touring in Europe. So I was like, well, I got to go see every Alanis show, but I cannot fly economy. It turns out like it just doesn't work for me. I'm tall. So, you know, I have an excuse. How tall are you? Only five, six. But... (laughs) But, you know, short people, like everything is first class for them because that is true you know, for so me. Much space. Okay. Are you, sh- are you short? I, can't I am tell. five foot one. Okay. So, you know, like it doesn't bother you if you only have X amount of pitch space. Yes. There you go. My husband's 5'10", so he enjoys the extra room. And I feel like a lot of people who are in this hobby are just taller people who have that excuse of, I just physically don't fit in United Economy. Right. <laughs> Isn't it? That's so true. There's so many tall people in miles and points, especially the men. Oh, yeah. And then, it's, of course, it's hard for me to like think of that many women, but I think the majority are like my height. So, yeah. How did you eventually start working for Miles Memories? So it's funny. My first two blogs uh, were Frequent Miler and Miles to Memories. And I went away on vacation and Greg had done like a, like an announcement that he was hiring somebody and I missed it. And I thought it was like the end of the world (laughs) because I was like, this is my dream job. And then two weeks later, Sean said he was hiring somebody. And I supposedly me and Mark were like two of many, many applicants. And I got very lucky to be chosen. And, um, you know, and it's funny because Sean was also an editor at Frequent Miler back then. So like, basically I was just reading all of his stuff all day long. So when I finally got to talk to him, I was so nervous and I was so happy he picked me because then all of my travel was deductible. And then I was like, well, now we're really going to level it up. When you first started in the miles and points game, were you like, let's take it to level 12 right away. Let's apply for 15 cards. Were you like, let's, let's take it one step at a Yes. So I think, um, I'm sort of a go big or go home girl. I don't think I necessarily realized like, I had no idea that Chase 524 existed, but I hit it, you know, without even realizing it. 
because I was like, well, wait a minute. I mean, I have excellent credit and I'm just going to apply for all these cards because I spend a ton of money. So why not get all these bonuses? And that's actually how I started to learn over time that like, there's a lot of rules <laughs> that you need to be cognizant of. I was like kind of the opposite of everyone else where everyone else starts with like one card and then they get a second card like two years later. And then they're worried that their credit's going to take a hit, like the three points that, you know, that the credit bureau like checks you. I was not thinking about that at all. I was like, no, I'm at like 815. I'm good. I'm, I'm gold. And I, I think I had like 40 cards before I even realized that Chase 524 was a thing. That is a lot of cards. How fast did you rack those up? I think I got my first. So I got my first credit card uh, when I was a waitress at Chili's and I maxed it out buying three pairs of designer shoes. It took me three years to, <laughs> to pay it off, you know, cause like Chili's college, like you're not making that much money. And then as soon as I graduated from college, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to pay interest anymore. So let me figure out. So basically my, my plan was, and you know, not exactly well-reasoned, but looking back on it, I was definitely outside of the box thinker was I'm going to use my discover card bonus to pay off my chase card. And then I'm going to use it. So basically I was doing like a pyramid scheme with my credit cards. You know, obviously nothing illegal because everything was getting paid off, but I was using rewards and cashing them out for cash, which we all know is a huge mistake when you want to travel. But, you know, it, it, it gave me a lot of access to a lot of points and currencies that I didn't even really know existed. So you started opening these cards just to get the points to buy more stuff to pay off the next balance transfer. And that's how yes. you found 40 credit cards to start with. Yeah, it just, you know, I just kept going with it because then I started to do research. That's that's a big problem for me. That's a big travel hacking problem for me as well. I don't always do like everything the right or in the right steps necessarily. So, you know, I'll get the card and then I'll research how am I supposed to use these points. So it's like interesting because once I started researching things, I was like, oh my God, I have been like wasting the last two years of my life. I could have like had all this crazy travel, not even paid for that travel to go on specific cards. And, you know, it's a learning process. Everything is a learning curve. But yeah, I ended up with like 40. And this is between me and P2, right? So he was probably like, what kind of scam are we running here? I don't even know all of my card accounts. Like, <laughs> And I was like, it's not a scam. It's legitimate. And then, you know, I started selling makeup on eBay because I'm obsessed with makeup and I buy too much of it. And so then I qualified for business cards and I realized they don't hit your credit. And then I was like, well, I'm going to get every business card because nobody's even going to know that I have them. And that, yeah, it just, it like, that is sort of like the backdoor way that I got into points and miles. That is such a different backdoor than how mm -hmm. everybody else gets into this. Yeah. Did you run into any problems when you were opening up all these cards to basically pyramid scheme yourself to getting <laughs> more cards? Was there like an, oh, dang, we are at five levels deep and we have to actually pay all of this? Was there an oh God moment? Okay. So no, because I was never actually spending stuff I couldn't pay for. But there was an oh God moment when I realized how much money I threw away 
by just taking the cash to pay the credit cards, right? Because obviously, even if you're an excellent earner, you're only earning what, maybe, I mean, back then the big bonus was like when, that was when Discover first came out with like the, we'll match everything for the first year. And then, you know, the 5%. So like your max is probably 10% cash back. And that's like very generous. But, you know, so of course I was still paying a lot of cash out of accounts. But it was just like a mentality. It was like, well, I'm done with this one. Let's move on to the next one. And usually like when you're counseling people, like how to start using miles and points for travel, it's the complete opposite. You have to like break them of the habit of thinking you're supposed to have two credit cards. So yeah, I just, I just started from the other end and somehow worked my way into figuring out, well, I'm not doing this the best way. You know, I've got some things right. Um, and then, you know, at, at some point I stopped spending the points and then I started researching, like, how am I supposed to be using these? And that's how I got into miles and points blogging and like following boarding area. So what were some of the first trips that you took when you realized I should not be cashing out my points to pay off the next round of cards when you realize I should use this for travel? What were some of the first trips? Okay, so I am a big gambling person. We spend a lot of money and we like to go to places that have casinos. So that if you think about like all the places you can go that have nice casinos, that sort of leaves you in the Caribbean or Vegas. So we were like, okay, well, we're not going to keep going to Vegas. And we started going to all the Caribbean casinos. And we ended up at um, Atlantis, the Cove, which is the adult-only tower. And we went for New Year's Eve. So it was like it was like $1,600 a night each night of the week that we were there. And we just redeemed Marriott points, got the fifth night free. And that's when I started to realize, oh, wait a minute. Not only are we working on credit card points, there's so many layers to this. Like, I want the credit card points, but I also want to maximize every single dollar that I spend to make sure that I'm also getting the Marriott points on top of the credit card points. And, you know, people like people don't realize that those things work so well together that there's no reason that you shouldn't be either triple or quadruple dipping on things. So I think that was really my first, like, aha moment was like a $6,000 hotel stay for, I forget how many points it was at the time because they keep upping it. I think it was 45K a night after the fifth night free, but it just keeps going up now. Even still, you know, New Year's Eve hotels, especially with casinos, that's one of the best uses of your points because it tops out at a certain rate. And, you know, the cash price sometimes goes up to like 2,500 bucks. So. I yeah. Now, now it's dynamic pricing that's changed a bit, but there's, you know, there's so many opportunities. But that was definitely it for me. That was when I realized like, okay, I'm going to level up in this and I'm going to become a pro. And, you know, I don't do anything like half-assed. So I went full force into it and like six months later was at Miles to Memories. And then two years later started Bougie because I wanted to have like a website that spoke to a younger demographic that was like half female, you know, or maybe even more than half. Because if you ever look at the analytics, it's more like 65% male, 35% female. I'm stuck there. However, I, you know, I hope that I am an ambassador for women who like want to travel alone and stuff. So that's how Bougie started. Yeah, absolutely. You're definitely one of the OG women where in the beginning, 
when there was only darkness and tall white men <laughs> in the world in points and miles. It's like, oh, there's like one female blog in points and miles. And even now I'm like, oh, there's not that many girls in points and miles, but there there are some now, especially on Instagram. What was it like back in the day? And what day was this? 2016, 17? Uh, 2017. Right? Oh God, yeah, 2017. Um, what was it like? So I was like a shiny new object for everybody, you know? <laughs> The shiny new women-shaped object in points. Yeah. Like, I would show up to events and people would be like, oh, you exist. Like, I was like a unicorn, you know? That has its perks and its downsides as well, of course. It took me forever to be taken seriously by some people. But, you know, like, you don't need to worry about those people. And I think the other thing is I'm not a mommy blogger. So I sort of, like, didn't fit in any of the molds. You know, and I think that's why people were so fascinated by me. I know that that sounds super conceited, but that is how I felt. Like I would go to an event and there would be so many people like waiting to meet me. And it was almost like they just wanted to talk to me for a minute to make sure that I was actually like capable of talking miles and points. Because, you know, there's a lot of like, I'll lovingly refer to a lot of the people as like a little nerdy, myself included. And we're all like, you know, like, oh, you're a nerd too. And I think it's hard for people to imagine that I am because, you know, I'm just not. Because <laughs> you're also into makeup and designer shoes and all of those yeah, things. Right. Like, and then sports betting. So people don't really know what to make of me. And I feel like everybody was always trying to put me in a box. So it was like, oh, how old are you? Oh, so you'll be a mommy blogger soon. It was like, no, that's like not ever going to happen. I love the mommy bloggers. They're amazing. They definitely paved the way for some women in this industry. But no, I'm not going to be a mommy blogger, <laughs> I don't think, you know. And so it was it was very interesting. But like, you know, there's people who had my back from day one and they continue to. So it's a awesome. nice world. It was just, yeah, it was like the wild, wild west for girls, for sure. Oh, yeah. Sometimes still is. It's nice mm-hmm. that we have a growing community, though. Yes. So as you were diving deeper and deeper into the world of points and miles, when did you really start to ramp up the bouginess with the first class flights and crazy hotels and everything? What was the journey into that like? Oh, that was, okay. So that has been ingrained in me since I'm like 17, 18, because if you've ever been to a casino property, you know that you can get a really nice hotel room in a casino for like $300 a night. That same hotel room in like a resort area is going for a thousand. So I got used to five star rooms by going to the Borgata in Atlantic City before I was even old enough to gamble. Like I used to go with a fake ID that her name was Dina Love. She looked just like me. My friend found it on the floor. (laughs) And I was Dina Love for five years. And we would go to the Borgata like once a month and stay in these beautiful rooms. This place is like, it's, it's a beautiful hotel. Even still, I consider it one of my favorite hotels. Like, you know, after all the four seasons and all the Ritzes and all the St. Regis's, still one of my favorites. So it's very bougie, but it's very cheap comparatively speaking when it comes to other locations. So I booked a trip, I think it was to the Dominican Republic. So it was at that point that I realized I was unknowingly spoiled by casinos 
And that was when I realized that every stay now was going to be a project. And they all are. But, you know, as you as you like flex your travel hacking muscles, it becomes so much easier. I mean, you can totally speak to that, right? I've definitely stayed in some really nice resorts by now. Grand Wailea in Hawaii. So nice. Even mm-hmm. just like the Conrad in Fort Lauderdale was really good. Park Hyatt, New York. I got to stay in the Aria for free in Las Vegas. Not through points and miles, but just through the My Vegas app. So mm-hmm. all of these nice things. Okay, so now think of the price at Aria. So I feel you went there recently, right? November, December. Okay. It used to be like nicer before the pandemic because they used to actually clean the rooms. They're not doing that quite as much anymore. But so you've been there and you know that that's like a five-star hotel, right? But if you look online, you can book it easy for $150 on a, on a Tuesday night. Now compare that to a hotel like in the Bahamas or, you know, in a more like resorty area. And what would that same hotel go for? quadruple the price right yeah for sure especially once you throw in resort fees and all of that yeah yep and so now you're looking at like this like dichotomy where you're staying in a place that i guess isn't that bougie but all the properties are bougie because that's just what casinos do they go big and you know you're like used to that and now you go to the bahamas and staying in in what's the regular tower, like the coral tower or something. And I was like horrified we had to move. So there you go. I mean, you don't, if you don't want to be spoiled, don't ever fly first class and don't ever get used to casinos. If you are listening to this episode thinking, I wish I could travel like this, but I don't know where to start. I offer free credit card consultations by email at geobreezetravel.com slash consultations. Additionally, I host a masterclass and group coaching session each month. You can find the links to sign up for the consultations, monthly masterclasses, and Patreon, which gets you access to the masterclasses and also recordings of all past events in the show notes. This week's Patreon shout out goes out to Pam. Thank you so much for being a part of the GeoBreeze Travel Patreon community. What kind of points do you use to book these? So I am not a loyalist to really anything except for a couple of airline programs. I'm a free agent because I feel like I'm more worried about the experience and the price. And for me, that means like collecting various miles and points. I think for the Emirates flights, I used Alaska points. For Etihad, I used American Airlines. And it might have only been like 80,000 points at the time, which is, you know, what's the equivalent there? It's like $1,000 in points. Yeah. Right? I mean, how can you beat that? So yeah, I'm really just like op- very opportunistic. So if I decide I want to fly something, the way I do that is figuring out which miles and points I need. Or a lot of the time I already have them with transfer partners between Chase, Amex, and City, which I've given up on. So usually just Chase and Amex and then specific partners from different airline programs. With the five over 24 rules and all of that now that don't let you open 40 cards at a time and limiting the amount of sign-up bonuses that we can get. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite way to earn points and miles these days? Oh God. I think it's creative ways to game the loyalty programs, which is something I'm very good at. The 
the many times that I've gotten like a lot of attention from the miles and points world has been figuring out like these very outside of the box ways to earn miles and points that most people like didn't think of. Um, I give you an example because it's, I mean, it's dead, but usually, so here's, here's the deal. If you ever, (laughs) if you ever come to something that I do in person, or if you're ever, uh, able to like see me on something that's live as opposed to pre-recorded. I give out all the good stuff. And so when I did Chicago seminars, I was like holding on to a few things that I thought were like really good. And I knew that nobody else was going to figure them out by the time that I got there. So basically what I did was I broke the news during my seminar. And then by the next day, the deal was killed completely killed. Here's what it was. And so this is just, I always like to give people like a synopsis of deals that are done because then you know what to look for the next time around. Right. So a lot of this stuff is like based on the tech of the programs, like the back end, And a lot of it is knowing what to look for. So for me, what I do is like, I do what I call like a deep dive into loyalty programs and like That for me includes going through every single link that they have on their site, checking like old links, things that don't seem to make sense anymore, and then like trying them out. So I spend a lot of money. I spend a lot of money and time doing experiments, I call them, which I totally write off, by the way. And, you know, you can totally write off your hobby income. So if you ever just like write a blog post or two, you should do that. But if you're actually doing this as a business, it's a lot easier to say like, oh, well, this was a a test case to see if I was going to get reimbursed for these like X amount of points or whatever. So I started playing around with all the different versions of IHG's like partners. And sometimes if you change your location to like other countries, you'll be able to find even more partners that you didn't even know existed for the US, but they'll include like they're still included in the in the program's partners. So I just went to like, if you book an event via, what's that site where it's like, it's not like trip.com, but it's like one of those where you can book like a tour. They had this thing where if you book via this platform, you get a thousand points for every booking. Well, it turned out that they had all of these foreign partners in this booking platform that would allow you to like book these tours that you could take a picture in front of a statue for 25 cents. Hmm. Well, yeah. So guess what? Each one counts as a separate booking and they give you a thousand points. So I started Googling, like I started thinking like, okay, so what are the cheapest countries to go do stuff in? And like, I started just like Thailand and like every different city that I could think of that might be really cheap. And I found all of these excursions that were under $2. And I did this many, many times. (laughs) And I ended up with like many, many, many thousand IHG points. Like, so let's say a thousand points for 25 cents, right? That's what I was doing. And I did it like a hundred (laughs) times. So I ended up with like a hundred thousand IHG points for whatever, you know, a hundred times 25 cents is, is it $25? I think I'm really good at math, I swear. And then I figured out that, okay, if I use those points to buy an IHG rewards gift card, but it's really just like a cash, a prepaid cash card, 
I can then use those for stays at IHG, right? And I was doing that during like a promo and I ended up with like, I still have 2 million IHG points. Like I hate IHG, so I have nothing to do with them. But, and I still have like $3,000 in gift cards from doing all this nonsense. (laughs) When you got the 100,000 points from doing this, why didn't you just use that to book IHG hotels? Why did you instead buy gift cards? Because I wanted to take advantage of the promos. So for me, I look for any opportunity to use somebody else's cash to book my stays so that I get the rewards and stuff on the stay. It's sort of like, it's like the same reason that I'll always look to redeem my points for gift cards. If I, I mean, sometimes it doesn't work out. Like sometimes the math, it just isn't there. But if you're doing it during, and this is like one of the cardinal sins of the miles and points world, don't ever redeem your miles and points for a gift card or merchandise, right? But sometimes if you actually go through the whole process and you think about the math yourself, it actually makes sense to do that. And especially with programs who are like super, like Hyatt does the bonus journeys, right? So sometimes like you might be paying a little bit extra for a, a gift card with your points. I, I don't believe that Hyatt allows you to do that, but it's just an example of a really good promo. You almost kind of want to spend the cash as opposed to using the points, even though the points are basically free, right? Because you've already earned them. So you're not laying out any extra. Of course, there's a value to your points, so they're not free. But at that moment, right? It's still cash that you have to lay out if you pay cash. Sometimes you're like, oh, wait a minute. But if I pay cash, instead of redeeming my five free nights, I can earn all these extra points, right? So it's your return on investment. And I'm always looking for ways to use their money to qualify for cash promos. So that's sort of... but. That was a really long way to say. What I ended up doing was like teaching everybody how to search for these these trip extras that were like under $2. And we basically broke the system. You know, I've done some other stuff like Marriott. And I think like that's the stuff that is really exciting to me. It's the outside of the box stuff that most people wouldn't think of. And everyone's like, how did you come up with that? I'm like, honestly, I like details. I like programs. I think it's like the lawyer in me. I like to read things through and find the holes. I was going to say, it's the lawyer background where you're like, I'm going to read all of the terms and conditions. Everything. Everything. (laughs) Like 1A to Z45D. I read every word, you know, and I could just spot the holes. And then I'm like, well, let's see if this works. And every once in a while they do. Now, that being said, you waste a ton of time sometimes where you find nothing good. And, you know, two weeks later, you're like, I have nothing to show for this. (laughs) That happens too. And you do this just going through the website and clicking on every link? Or is there a certain page? Like, do you start with the terms and conditions page or contract of carrier page or anything like that? It's a little bit of both. Like, if I get interested in a program, I beat it to death, you know? And then I basically recycle it every couple of years. And so what I would do, like, I Googled best rate guarantees for hotels. And I saw that IHGs was like out of, it was like the the guarantee was two years old, but they hadn't updated the page yet. So basically I did a bunch of things that followed the guarantee guidelines that they had abandoned, but then I was able to show their customer service reps, but here are the rules. 
so you can't say I don't qualify. And they were like, oh, well, it's on our website. So you definitely do. And that's, that's the kind of stuff. I don't know. I just, I love to, like, I like to sniff it out. It's like, you know, I always wanted to be a detective. So I kind of am. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like IHG is probably the program where also, unfortunately, like you have to keep checking your points because it's where people get hacked because for whatever reason, they don't give us real passwords. They give us a four digit pin and there's only so many combinations of four numbers to where you can break somebody, you can break into somebody's account. So if you ever have points missing, like make sure to check IHG because I hear that's the one that you are most likely to have your points disappeared because it's the easiest to crack into people's accounts. That's very interesting. It makes perfect sense, but I've never heard anybody say that. Have you heard a lot of people say that? I've seen some Facebook groups where people are like, hey, has anybody ever had IHG points missing? And people are like, yeah, why does this keep happening? Oh, probably because you have four-digit PIN instead of an actual password where somebody just like types out. You could type out lyrics to your favorite song and mm-hmm. it's going to be way more secure than four digits. It's true. That's true. And and now there are bots that basically just like try four digits. So, yeah. I mean, I noticed that like a lot of bloggers will hide. Maybe I'm just not popular enough where like I did a YouTube video where I basically had my whole <laughs> my whole credit card number and the like the everything in it and I didn't get hacked. <laughs> and I was like everybody who watches my page is so nice. <laughs> oh my god. Right? I know. I ended up changing it later because somebody was like, okay, but you still should change it. And I was like, all right, fine. But yeah, I I realized that the bots are very smart and they basically can do every combination in like, what, 10 minutes. So you're bound to get hacked with stuff like that. You know what? And honestly, that doesn't surprise me because IHG is like a terrible program, but that's where you find the little soft spots. And, you know, it's, you can, you can take as much as, they take from you, which is a terrible way to say it, but it's true. Speaking of little one-liner quote cards, what's the best one-line piece of advice that you have for listeners today? Is it take from them what they take from you or something? (laughs) Let's not get me in trouble with all the programs. Let's do uh, why travel basic when you can travel bougie. That's a good one. And I feel like that's what everybody or a lot of people aspire to in this hobby. As they should. I mean, bougie luxury travel is like the best way to do it for sure. Yeah. And it can make it so much more affordable when you're reading terms and conditions and finding different ways to get points. Yes, exactly. We're just like, you know, following bougie miles, listening to GeoBreeze. As long as you know your sources. And I think something really important on that front is following people who follow your ethos. Right. So we we could both spend i don't know like days writing a post on how to maximize your category 4 hyatt certificate right but that's not luxury i mean there are blogs who will say that it is because like the one in mexico city is luxury but like let's be realistic here let's figure out how to get you the most miles and points for whatever you're spending so that you can actually stay at the park hyatt and not some category 4 so I feel like the more people know what their goals are and and get advice from people who have similar goals, like that's how you really maximize your time. 
Absolutely. And speaking of finding other people who have your same goals, can you give a shout out to someone else on the internet that other people should go follow for awesome points and miles tips? 1000%. My points and miles twin is Adam from Travel Fanboy. He does a lot of like Vegas stuff and is also not afraid to spend a little bit of money to get like the most luxury experience possible. So definitely Travel Fanboy, Adam. Awesome. And where can we find you on the internet? Oh, well, everybody should definitely subscribe to Bougie Miles YouTube channel. So it's just youtube.com slash Bougie Miles. Um, that's where you get a lot of good stuff because I don't have enough followers now where like everybody is watching what I do. Because if you ever watch like one of the big ones, like Ask Sebi or Dustin Waller's Wallet, who is another awesome resource. He's like the coolest guy ever too. Um they have to like watch what they say because Chase watches their channel. I can say whatever I want for now. And I do. <laughs> you get a lot of really good tidbits by watching my videos because I don't have to put it in print, you know? So if I feel like somebody is like watching something, I'll just do a YouTube video. So there's a lot of good stuff on there. Um, of course, Bougie Miles on Twitter. And then I am swear I'm going to start doing Instagram. I just, I am so bad at taking photos. You are so good at it. Maybe you could like give me a few pointers on how to level up my Instagram game because I can't even remember to like, I'll go on a full vacation and take three pictures and it'll be of like a menu. I feel like this is one of those quintessential bougie things you do where you're like, I must prove with photographic evidence, mm -hmm. like all of this fancy hotel, food, champagne, shoes. I just no? don't do it. No, I think, I think if you're so bougie, right? You don't have to prove it. And that's where I am. <laughs> You're like, I'm everyone so just knows. Like, even if it's a blurry photo of you, like, drunk off of Dom Perignon, where you're just like, look at these Louboutins. And yeah. we're like, we can't see them because it's dark. You're like, you know, they're there. I'm not lying All about right. it. You should just assume I'm wearing them. There you go. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm working, I'm working on it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bethany, for coming on to the show today. We learned so much about how to be bougie, how to travel bougie, and probably most importantly, how to deep dive into terms and conditions to find all of these different loopholes. Because I think that's really what people are looking for. There's only so many credit cards you can apply for in a year without raising a whole bunch of red flags. And I know that people really like thinking about manufacturer spending and buyer groups and all of that. And all of that is great. But going outside of the box and clicking on those links that nobody clicks on is how you're going to find those sweet spots, like buying a thousand points for 25 cents. <laughs> so true. Yeah. I'm happy to answer any questions that people have. You can always send me an email and you know, if you ever like have an idea and you want to float it past me and I'll let you know if I think it'll work or not, that works too. I've kind of become an expert in figuring out how to do that. <laughs> so yeah, hit me up anytime. What's your email? It's bougiemiles at gmail because I've still never set up the official one for the website. So it could not be easier to remember. And then, I mean, probably the best way to get me is Twitter or just commenting on a YouTube video. Sounds good. Well, thank you again so much for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. 
If any of the cards mentioned in today's episode piqued your interest, please check out the links in the show notes for more information on any of the cards. Also, if you apply for a card using the links on that page, I may receive a commission too, so please and thank you. P.S. I hear the links work better in Internet Explorer or Safari, and sometimes the credit card applications tend to glitch out in Chrome. Additionally, it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and share it with a friend. And if you would like to make even more travel hacking friends, please sign up for the Patreon to access our monthly masterclass hangouts. We dive deep into a particular points program each month, and you'll get to ask all of your travel hacking questions and enjoy being around other people who enjoy points and miles just as much as you and I do. If you would like an invite to the next one, head over to geobreeztravel.com hangouts to sign up to be on the invite list. Take care and happy travels.